Okay, ready? Ready, 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 ready? There we go. Welcome to another episode of Redefine Your Finances. My name is Christian Axelson. Again, we are honored and delighted to have a dear friend, uh, Pastor Craig Hood, uh, with us. Uh, today, we're going to talk about something that can be really stressful and difficult for a lot of people, but we have to talk about it to figure out how we can solve it and get away from it. And it's about debt, being indebted, uh, owing uh, somebody else more money than you can pay them off uh, within the near future. And uh, in your book, From Debt to Light, uh, life, Pastor Craig, uh, you talk about the importance of facing your debt head on. What do you mean by that? It just means simply that you're aware. Yeah. You know, there's, there's power in awareness. If you don't know something's going on that's bad, you don't know to fix it. And at the same time, just kind of ignoring it doesn't make it get better. So yeah. when you know it, when you can define it, when you can see how big it is or how bad it is, or maybe not so bad when yeah. you have somebody to help you coach you and kind of look through it. It lets you start. And the real key with getting out of any kind of financial trap is to start and to stay steady and to make progress. Yeah, I, I love that. And and we're, we're going to face this head on today. So we, we need to start uh, with a little bit of wonky financial terms, just so everybody's on the same page of what we're talking about. Uh, in your book, you talk about the difference between secure debts and unsecured, uh, unsecured debts. What does that mean? Okay. Well, the secured debt is a debt that is backed by something you own. So if you quit paying on it, they take it. So like, like my house. Your house, your car. Yep. Yeah, typically, those are the biggest things. The unsecured debts are basically debts you took out on your honor, like a credit card debt. You say, I promise I'll pay this back. But there's not a lot that they can do to take away from you. Now, they can, you know, the creditors can come after and sue you for what you know, what you owe, and then ultimately take things away. But it's not like you're going to be homeless because you didn't pay your credit card. So sadly enough, uh, a lot of our listeners probably have um, student debt. Mm. Um, let's just define first, is that a secure debt or an unsecured debt? You know, it's interesting. It's kind of its own category in a way. Exactly, yeah. It acts like secured debt yeah. in the sense that you you can't just ignore it and declare bankruptcy. Yeah, with huh. an unsecured debt, you could. It is the toughest kind of debt to get rid of because if you don't pay for it, the creditor can actually come after you get a judgment and start to take your some of your wages called garnish, garnishing your wages. The worst thing that happens is it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. because once you go into default, then you have interest and you have penalties, and then you're paying on the interest and the penalties on top of what you borrowed. Yeah. It's the hardest debt to get rid of. And that's, but here's the deal people do manage it. People do get out from under it. They use the same principles that we would use, that I would encourage people to use to get out of credit card debt. That's, that's good. That's good stuff. So um, I read somewhere that in, uh, in 2021, last year, Americans added billions of dollars in debt. And, and the main reason, of course, is that interest rates are really low. Interest rate is the, the what you pay to borrow money. And if, if we can just define a couple of categories a little bit more in detail, um, usually uh, people talk about how a mortgage, so debt on the house that you live in, hopefully, um, that's good debt. Uh, can you, though, go into a little bit about like 
when is it good and when could it actually be bad? Mm. Uh, could there be too much mortgage debt on your house? Can you help us uh, understand that a little bit? Yeah, to me, good debt is what I would call leverage. Yep. So if I borrow money, it allows me to purchase an asset that can actually gain value. And over time, you're going to pay off the debt while the value of whatever it is you purchase grows. Yeah. Whereas bad debt is either too much, you can't afford to pay it, which is obvious, or maybe you borrowed something to buy something that started losing value right away, and maybe you can't even pay it off before it becomes uh, it becomes a problem. So a few years ago, back in 2008, uh, during the financial crisis, the, I learned personally a new term. It was called underwater, <laughs> a, a mortgage being yeah. underwater. Yeah. What, what does that mean? It just means that you actually owe more than you could sell it for. And so... Um, what probably happened for a lot of people was that mortgages were, were were easier to get back then, and lenders were happy to provide mortgages, sometimes for houses that might not be worth that. So how... How, how do you make sure that you get into, if, if you need to buy a house or if you have mortgage debt, how do you make sure that you go about it in a way that you won't regret two, four, or ten years later? You know, one of the easiest ways to do that is to have the famous budget. You know, a budget yeah. is, people think budgets are bad. Budgets are not bad or good. It's kind of what you do with them and how you use them. A budget's really a plan. It's a spending mm-hmm. plan. Yep. It's it's saying, I w- I'm willing to spend, based on my income, I'm willing to spend these dollars you know, every month, every week, whatever it is, for whatever I'm going to get, groceries, yeah. rent, you know, even paying off debt, you know, like student debt, and a car, you, you name it, where you're going to live, et cetera. So when you think about it like that, your plan becomes the focal point of your next step, whatever yeah. it would be. So I'm going to go back to some of our listeners uh, might be younger and thinking about uh, mortgage debt, uh, they might hit them like, I-, I can't afford that, but I've got credit card debt, so how do I deal with that? It, it can seem so overwhelming for people who are dealing with-, with credit card debt defined as the money that you're not able to pay off, the, the debt you're not able to pay off every month on your credit card. Um, but-, but there are so many ways to-, to work towards freedom from that. And-, and can we just talk about a few of the ways... And I know that we're going to get into some of the, the future chapters and episodes here, but just a little bit of hope towards the end of this episode. What do you do if you're dealing with potentially even multiple cards with debt on them? Okay. Well, first of all, it's very common. Okay. Mm. Secondly, I've seen it and seen people get out of it yeah. many, many, many times. I would almost go so far as to say, I can't make this a blanket guarantee, but if somebody wants to get out, they can get out. And let me tell you why. Because they likely couldn't have gotten this deep into debt except... Well, those banks looked at their credit score, made decisions they could justify making this debt. It doesn't mean it'd be easy to get out, but it meant they knew they were probably going to get paid eventually. So that right there just financially says, don't be afraid. You can get out of this. Spiritually, with God on your side and with you following a plan— I, I'll just almost guarantee you can get out. And one of the practical tools uh, or, 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 or approaches that I've heard several times is make sure that you pay off the, the card with your highest interest rate yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. this is what's sometimes called debt stacking. Yeah. Some people call it the debt snowball. Yeah. And, and it is one of the most powerful tools, and it's going to take advantage of human nature yeah. as well as the, just the math in that. So like you just said, let's say you've got four cards, and you're maxed out on all four, they all four have some minimum payment they require. What you try to get to is a point where you have some extra 
that you can use toward the credit card debt. So you're paying the minimums, and there's yep. some amount extra. You can either start with the card that has the lowest balance, yeah. or you can start with the card that has the highest interest rate. Yeah. I like starting with the card with the lowest balance simply for this reason. If you target that one, when it is done, then you take the total amount. Now you put it yeah. on the next card that yeah. has the lowest balance. When you finish that, it's like you've had two. Yeah. You take the totals you've been paying on the two, put it on the third. And what happens, that's why it's called debt stacking. Yeah. You're stacking your payments so you pay off the cards that heretofore you haven't been able to pay off. Now, there is an argument, like you said, if it has the highest amount on it, yeah. you can say, let me target that one first because I'm paying so much interest on it. That's valid, except you might get discouraged. Yeah. And so that's why, because if you, you might get, get discouraged, early wins. I want yeah. you, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. It's, it's a mental game. There are so many resources out there, and, and we're going to refer to them uh, on Calvary's website, uh, uh, forward uh, slash uh, finances. But I just want to encourage you, the first step in this is to face your reality. Because if you're not honest about where you're at, you're never going to get out of the hole. But we want to encourage you today that That's you right. can. You can. And with God's help and, and with, with friends and family, right. you can get out of this hole. Join us. For more resources, go to our website, calvarynaperville.org forward slash finances. That's calvarynaperville.org forward slash finances. 